This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, the issue of dark money has now emerged within Alabama's governor's race. Governor Kay Ivey's re-election campaign has now been given two installments of $750,000 each from a North Virginia-based organization. That out-of-state nonprofit company also happens to share the same office building as the Republican Governors Association. The contribution is a total of $1.5 million for Ivey's re-election bid, The dollars were given in a way that the full source will not be revealed until after the primary voting takes place at the end of this month. Tim James is also running in the primary against Ivy, along with eight other Republican candidates. James was at a Hueytown event on Monday. He was with Warrior Met Coal Miners when 1819 News caught up with James to ask about the dark money given to Ivy's campaign. James says he's had big money contributions as well, but those donors are all known by name to the public. James says that Ivy is trying to shield whoever gave this money to her campaign, and there must be a reason for that. He suspects it's coming from either gambling interests or marijuana proponents. James was taking part in a press conference where he received an endorsement from the coal miners union here in the state in his run for governor. James is siding with the Alabama miners and the miners union and against BlackRock, the investment firm out of Massachusetts, which is the principal owner of Warrior Met Coal. James says that the company has issued stringent working conditions that allows for a miner to be terminated for any reason from his job if they happen to miss four days of work, even if they catch COVID or some other sickness. One Alabama congressman is weighing in on a gruesome discovery made at a surgical center in Washington, D.C. That was where five late-term fetuses were found by pro-life advocates who happened to be outside of the facility. Congressman Robert Adderholt brought up the whole story while questioning the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland. To my knowledge, these babies have received no official autopsy to determine whether a violation of the Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act of 2003 or the Born Alive Infants Protection Act of 2002 had occurred. The facts are troubling uh, to the extent that I think they at least warrant an investigation. And since what is alleged is a violation of federal law, that places the matter under the jurisdiction of the U.S. Department of Justice. Uh, I, what my question would be, would you, will you commit to a dedicating appropriate personnel to the, from the Department of Justice and the FBI to investigate whether any of these babies died uh, in violation of a federal law? So uh, my understanding is there is an investigation ongoing, led initially by the Metropolitan Metropolitan Police Department. I can't really say any more now because there's a pending investigation on it. But I believe the investigation has been announced publicly. Adderhold even asked Garland if he had seen the pictures of the five fully formed babies. Have you uh, been able to view any of the photos of the evidence? Um, I I really don't want to. Since there's a pending investigation, I really uh, don't think it's appropriate for me to discussed uh, the, the way in which the investigation is proceeding. Are, uh, well, are you committed to enforcing 18 U.S.C. Uh, 1531, which is the partial birth abortion ban, um, which is set a law and is upheld by the Supreme Court? Um, to, as the, Department, 
Yeah, the department is committed to enforcing all federal laws. More details are emerging when it comes to the escaped inmate in Lauderdale County, as well as the missing corrections officer. This comes after Sheriff Rick Singleton and the U.S. Marshals held a Monday press conference. Sheriff Singleton announced a warrant for the arrest of corrections officer Vicki White after Casey White was able to escape while being driven to the Lauderdale County Courthouse by the officer. We have had a warrant issued for Director Vicki White. The charges are permitting or facilitating an escape in the first degree. Now that's Alabama Code 13A-2034. So there is an active warrant out for Ms. White, obviously uh, for Casey White. So we're um, in hopes that we'll get some much-needed breaks here in the next uh, uh, few hours, uh, few days, that will help us locate them and get, uh, get them back here to Lauderdale County and get Casey White, especially behind bars. Casey White, as you've heard me say over and over, is an extremely dangerous person. And we need to get him located and get him off the street. Marty Keeley with the U.S. Marshal Service also spoke about the case. Uh, I would like to ask the uh, public to, to keep in mind that uh, Casey White is a large individual. He is six feet, nine inches tall. You know, there is the possibility that he's changed his identity as far as his looks, but he will stand out at six feet, nine inches. So I want to emphasize that uh, to the public. Again, that information uh, or any information about this case can be uh, reported to 911, and that is the way you should report it. You shouldn't try to approach either one of these individuals. We consider both of them dangerous, and in and, and all probability, both individuals are armed. Sheriff Singleton says that Officer White was supposed to retire on the day she went missing, which was last Friday, and had recently sold her house. Those of us who work with Vicki White and have worked with her for years, this is not the Vicki White we know uh, by any stretch of the imagination. She has been an exemplary employee. Uh, I was told by the director of the, the jail that Friday night it was like you was at a funeral wake. Uh, the employees are just devastated. Uh, that she uh, was involved in this, and they're concerned for her, concerned for her safety, uh, as are we. And, uh, you know, we just hope that this has a good ending. Officer Vicki White and inmate Casey White are not related. Country music star Jake Owen will be taking part in the inaugural opening of the Orion Amphitheater in Huntsville. The first event featuring Owen is being sponsored by the Huntsville Hospital Foundation. This will be their 33rd annual Huntsville Classic. Owen will perform an acoustic concert with his hits like Barefoot, Blue Jean Night, Alone With You, and The One That Got Away. The Huntsville Classic kicks off the concert season at the Orion starting this Saturday. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news. An unusual, unanimous 9-0 decision by the U.S. Supreme Court gives a victory to Christians and their expression of faith. The Supreme Court ruled that the city of Boston violated the U.S. Constitution by rejecting an application by a Christian group to fly the Christian flag over City Hall. It would have been part of the city program that had already allowed other private groups to place their flags on those polls, including flags that had implied messages and meanings. Back in 2017, Harold Shirtleff applied to place the Christian flag on behalf of the group Camp Constitution, but then was told no by the Boston City Council. Shirtleff took the city to court for violating his right to free speech, and he won. 
Justice Stephen Breyer wrote the court's opinion saying that the city had no control over messaging if other flags had already been flown as part of this community program and that the sudden denial to one group was not consistent. Justice Kavanaugh also wrote a separate opinion on this decision saying that the government does not violate the Constitution if it puts religious people and speech on an equal footing with secular counterparts, and instead Kavanaugh insisted that religious persons, groups, or religious speech should not be treated as second class. Well, let's move from government and religion to government and free speech suppression. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson is bashing the newly formed Disinformation Governance Board. The Biden administration placed that governance board within the Department of Homeland Security, and Johnson says it's all wrong. The First Amendment to our Constitution states that Congress shall pass no law abridging the freedom of speech. So we've passed no such law. Uh, The president's job is to faithfully execute the law, so he has no authority to do this. Johnson went on Fox News this past Sunday saying such a move is Orwellian at best. This is a ministry of truth, and the person they've appointed is a Democrat propagandist. She pushed the uh, Russian collusion with the Trump campaign hoax. She pushed uh, the uh, hoax that uh, the laptop was some form of Russian information campaign. Those are probably two of the most egregious and I would say effective a piece of disinformation, they had more impact on our body politic, on our elections, than anything else I could think of. And it certainly had greater impact than anything Russia ever could have dreamed of. And she was leading the charge on that disinformation. You can't make this up. This is the exact person that uh, this administration now is appointed to head this unconstitutional uh, disinformation governance board. Uh, this is outlandish. It should not be funded. It should never be established. Many Republicans are now calling this new division the Ministry of Truth, which is a term used in the book that was written by George Orwell and is titled 1984. The state of Texas approves $495 million to be used in securing the border between Texas and Mexico. This is all part of Operation Lone Star, which was launched by Governor Greg Abbott this past March to secure the border. The funding was approved by Abbott. The Lieutenant Governor, Dan Patrick, and Texas Speaker of the House, Dade Phelan. Several state agencies requested the additional funds to be appropriated by state leaders, and and the funds will also be used to support the deployment of the National Guard to help with border operations. Governor Abbott says that Texans' safety is his top priority and that he will not sit by on the sidelines while President Joe Biden continues to turn a blind eye to this crisis. A poll was conducted on the topic of honest elections and shows a whopping 84% of Americans, regardless of their political affiliation, want some form of voter ID and protection to be used in upcoming elections. Those polled want the ID used in order to even get a ballot, and they also want other reforms put in place. The poll also shows that large percentages of black and Hispanic voters are behind the push for voter ID and protection, and support for voter ID overall has risen by seven points since a year ago. The poll was commissioned by the American Legislative Exchange Council and the National Conference of State Legislatures. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks about naked kings and Pharisees. The Department of Homeland Security, you know, the ones that are supposed to protect our southern border, have instead deemed it so important to govern the actual thoughts and words and social media and news reporting by Americans. Americans! 
that they have in Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas's words decided to, quote, bring the resources of DHS together to address this threat. What threat? Oh, you mean the First Amendment? That threat? In the meantime, we have endured constantly mixed messaging and obfuscation by government itself. I mean, sometimes I wonder if they even know that they're doing it. Do they even recognize when they're lying? Or do they so live within their special bubble they, they can't see it anymore? It reminds me of the old fable. I used it once before on this show, but I got to bring it up again because I thought, man, that is just hitting the marks. It reminds me of that old fable of the great and vain emperor who loved to lord himself over the people of his kingdom. And he called for new clothes. He wanted special tailors. Well, he got them. Two enterprising young men came in, told him they had magic cloth. It's magic cloth. The only ones who could not see the cloth were known to be fools and idiots. Well, you know the story. He put out the edict. Everyone will love my suit. Well, they were fake clothes. In fact, there were no clothes. And then he went on a great parade. No one was willing to speak out for fear of being branded a fool. Except finally, there was one small child who in all his innocence was willing to yell out, the emperor has no clothes. Well, that's it. Sometimes I wonder, does some of the government leaders, do they have people around them that just tell them, yes, oh yes, oh yes, it's all good. And they don't even know sometimes when they're walking around with no clothes on and the messaging is being given to them to approve. Well, ask yourself in that story, which character in that story would you be? The tailors, who were like the advisors giving him all the yeses, or the emperor, you know, the one who has no clothes on, thinks they're doing a great job, and really what they're doing is crushing the soul of the people. Or the child, with the brashness to point out the obvious. You can find more of Phil Williams' podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying the Alabama and National Report's on the daily detail, then don't forget that you can copy a link and send it to a friend if you think they'll benefit from this information as well. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back on Wednesday. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been the Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 